I'm Stephen. And I'm Kevin. In today's episode of The Stephen and Kevin Show, we're going to share with you some questions to help you qualify CPAs. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode 86 of the Stephen and Kevin Show, brought to you by the Oxley Institute. Yes, uh, we had to clarify that because we had someone point out on LinkedIn that we never really say the company name on this. We're just Stephen and Kevin, these two yahoos who put out podcasts. Uh, but no, we are, in fact, uh, here at the home of the Oxley Institute, world's greatest coach of financial services. Ooh, I like that. You know? but it's hey, a new tagline. But it's so funny. It's like such an obvious thing that we just have missed for 85 episodes. But on the 86th one, we got it right, thanks to the advisor who messaged me on LinkedIn. So thank you for doing that, by the way. Yeah. So uh, today, five savvy questions to help advisors qualify CPA partners. And what we're after here, we want to know who out there refers? Because we've heard way too many times from financial advisors, my CPA partners don't refer back. They don't get this law of reciprocity. They don't refer me anybody, even though I refer to them all the time. Right. How do we sniff that out early and often without being too obvious? Yeah, so there's a couple questions that are gonna help us uncover that. A couple questions help us uncover the type of clients they work with and so forth. And um, but, but we want to know if they refer, Kevin, like <laughs> tomorrow. But here, but here's the thing: is that like we know this is a viable strategy, right? You want to build relationships with other partners who can refer business to you, but you also don't want to waste your time, right? Your most valuable resource. You don't want to be going down the path of building this relationship out with a potential CPA, but in the long run, it's not going to be a good relationship. So we're going to help yeah. you try and, and, and really avoid that by asking good questions on the front end. I'm going to throw out a stat that I just made up, Kevin, but I think it's mostly accurate. I bet, <laughs> I bet 90% of advisors out there have a partnership with an accountant that's going well in the sense that you can trust them to handle your clients, but you don't get an ounce of business from them, and you probably never will. Right, that's right. Not because you're not good at what you do, but because they're not the ideal partner. And there are times where we let that ride for way too long, where we see years and years and decades of that partnership working as a one-way street, and there is a better way. So what we're trying to sniff out here, even in an introductory meeting, the first or second or third meeting with somebody, whether or not they have long-term uh, possibilities with you. Yeah. If you think about uh, some of them, some accountants, some attorneys, they, they maybe aren't as marketing-minded as you. Some mm. are, some are not. And so for those who are not, it's very unlikely to strike up a good partnership of business development efforts if they just aren't wired that way. That's right. So let me I draw a dating analogy here. Let's say that you're going on dates and you're, you're to a point where you're like looking for that life partner, right? And you want to have kids. And then during that first uh, dinner date, you mention kids and they kind of snarl and are like, oh, those no. little ankle biters. Like you can avoid that, right? Like, I mean, so, so we're going to give you these questions today. We're going to go through them in order and kind of tell you what the question is. And then also really what the question is designed to uncover about that CPA. Sticking with your dating analogy, Kevin, we don't want to be too obvious with this. Right. If you're at your first date and you're saying, so tell me, are you looking to have children? That's true. How many? That's very true. Because uh, even if they were wanting to have children, you've blown it there. You might have. You might say, oh, look at that cute kid over there. Right? And they're or like, kids. Yeah, exactly. Germs. Or there's a kid crying and they're like covering their ears. You know, it's like, <laughs> oh, geez. So like you're looking for those types of clues. 
Yeah, so, so uh, paint the picture here. So let's say that you've been introduced to a new accountant or attorney, and you're having an introductory lunch with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, based on our recommendations, and we've covered this in previous podcasts, you'd love to find them through Warm Connections. Mm-hmm. So ideally, this is somebody who's working already with a mutual client of yours, or this is somebody you've had experience with in a social setting, but this is somebody you're coming into, not from the Yellow Pages or, or a LinkedIn search, but somebody you're a little warm with. Right. And maybe you've had some rapport building questions. You're getting to know them a little bit. And at some point, you're going to segue into more business related questions. These are the questions that we're going to go through now. This is a group of people who is a little bit skittish, typically around financial advisors, because they have been approached by everybody over the years. Every new advisor gets trained to approach accountants and attorneys, and they do that. It's an Mm -hmm. easy call for them to make. And you can imagine over time, they get a little worn out with it. They get a little jaded, and they're on the hunt when they have a meeting like this with you. Even if you come highly recommended, you service a mutual client, they're on guard for you trying to penetrate their client base. Right. Right. They, they have a sales alert up around financial advisors based on past experiences. So even though we want to learn about their business and ultimately, yeah, we'd love to know if they see the world the way we do in terms of there being opportunity here, mm-hmm. we can't directly ask. And we've got to slow play a little bit how we're asking about their business and their views on business development. So these are questions designed at that. Um, the first one is around ideal clients. Right. So the first question we have here is asking them, how would you describe an ideal client for your practice? So you might preface that if you have a mutual client with them already, hey, I know you've worked well with the Oxleys. Um, Are they the typical client for you? Or what's an ideal client for your practice? Yeah. And and really listen there, right? And if they um, respond with things like, you know, well, one that's really easy to deal with, they take my advice, they're not too needy or things like that. You might have to dig a little deeper, right? Um, and you might ask them questions about, well, like, do you work with any particular niches or types of professionals, right? You might, because there's a tendency there for them to just blow that question off and say, well, we'll work with pretty much anyone as long as they have the right attitude or they're the, the right fit personality-wise. Right, and attitude and fit, although they're great, doesn't tell us anything about whether or not their ideal client profile matches with ours. Mm-hmm. And that's important too. Even if you found somebody who's a great referrer, if their clients were very small or their clients were of a niche that you're just not suited to tackle, right? Um, we'd like to know that earlier than later. Yeah. So life stage, type of profession, um, Geography, all those things help us figure yes. that out. Specific services that they need or how much, yeah. Plus, right here in this early uh, early question, talking about their ideal client profile, we're not going to follow that by saying, oh, well, uh, we happen to service a lot of those. Maybe we could get some back and forth going. We could send you some clients and vice versa. Right. No, no. We're slow playing. Question number two. And this is one of our favorite questions to ask. And it's uh, it's one to try and get at the idea of if they refer or not. And again, we don't want to outright ask like, hey, well, so do you refer to professionals like me? Do you refer to any advisors? Because then we just really, and a lot of times, confirm that what they thought this meeting was about, right? And, and instead, there's, there's, a, there's an easier way to go about it. And so the question that we like is this. Who are some of the advisors in the area that you feel like do a, do a good job, right? And if they say, well, I think XYZ Planning Group does a good job. Um, I think Susan so-and-so does a good job. That's a really good sign. For sure. It'd, it'd be kind of like, let's draw the analogy to our business. We're in the space of, of coaching financial advisors. Mm-hmm. If I'm talking to a home office partner somewhere, someone's at a major firm and they're an internal partner in perhaps the marketing or practice management group, and I ask them a question about 
who are some of the coaches that you all have worked closely with in the past? Right. If they come up as a blank yeah. and say, oh, mm. you know, is that a good potential partner for us? No, probably not. I'd much rather them say, oh, we've worked super closely with XYZ, XYZ Group over the years. We have a really good understanding of the people they serve and how they help. And we, we play an integral part of matchmaking them and, and advisors. Right. I can handle that all day long, even though they're working with a competition. It, it seems counterintuitive, though. Like, it seems like, you know, well, I, I kind of want to find that CPA that doesn't work with anyone else. But the truth is, is that those types of people probably just don't work with them for a reason, right? Like there's a, you're not going to change human behavior. And instead, what you want to do is find ones who do value, you know, re and refer out to advisors and, and work closely with them. And your idea, your goal is to maybe carve out a niche. Well, hey, think of me when X, Yes, right? very good point, Kevin. So think about the life stage that most of these accountants are in. If they're dealing with wealthy clients, the type of clients that you want, they're probably not right out of school. That's true. So they've had some tenure in the business. And if they haven't at this point been a referral source for a financial advisor, had sent outbound referrals, and they're 10, 15, 30 years in the business, we're not changing that. Mm -hmm. But if they are, in fact, referring out, we can very much be seen as a specialist who handles those who are going through, for example, life transitions. Right. Sudden money. Yep. Uh, ESG. Those who are... Um, business owners, those who are targeting physicians. Like if we're seen as a specialist in a sliver of the market, not only can we get our foot in the door here, we have uh, a more concrete place in that accountant's mind as to the role that we play. Not just anybody with money who lives anywhere remotely around here. Yeah. No, no, this is our sliver. Here's what we do best. Exactly. So if, and if they, if they can't, if no one comes to mind for them, that's, that's a red flag, right? And we think that in those cases, you should probably cut your losses and move on. Question number three, where do you get most of your new business? What we're trying to get at here with this question is, is this CPA in a growth mode? We find that the best types of partnerships are ones where the CPA is in a growth mode, actively trying to grow his or her practice, and you are too, right? If they say, oh, well, we're not really taking on new clients right now, we don't do anything, any marketing, nothing like that, that may not be a good sign. Indeed, and when you find somebody who, uh, you know, on the, on the on the range of length of service for, for accountants and attorneys. Mm -hmm. Sometimes earlier in the profession, they may be a little more hungry. And yeah. maybe even though they have smaller client bases or target smaller clients, uh, yeah, they may be a little bit more hungry. So yeah. you, you give them a, a plus in that department. The other thing that we like to look at here, like just along the same lines of this is like, is this accountant in a growth mode? It's like looking at their LinkedIn profile, looking at their website. Are they up to date? Are they, do they look like a practice that's thriving and growing? Number four, what are some of the common mistakes you see advisors make for, with regards to taxes? Uh, this question to me has uh, a, a couple of uh, things that, that I think make sense. Number one, you're able to gauge their feelings towards financial advisors. Right. So if they roll their, when you mentioned what advi mistakes advisors make, <laughs> and they're like, where do I start? Yeah. Because oh, yeah. advisors are boneheads, right. you know, or whatever. You get some sense from them that they look down upon the profession yep. or- They think that, that they're just salespeople or something like that. You yep. just don't know, right? Yep. And, until you open up that dialogue. The other thing that I think happens is this is coming from a position of like, hey, help me out here. And mm -hmm. I think sometimes we come into this from the position of like, I know I do a good job. I'm the quarterback for my client's finances. 
and I'm interviewing you to see if you can help us. Mm. This question puts them at ease a little bit by saying, hey, maybe you can help me out. What are some mistakes you see people in my shoes makes with regards to, make with regards to taxes? Because you're the expert here. Right. I think it's a good positioning question for the advisor, but I think I, I love your point about like you're, you're gauging their response to it, right? And if they, and, and their overall attitude and feeling towards advisors based on that question. I think it's a good one. Final question, question five is, and this one might take a little bit of prefacing. So you might say something like, hey, it seems like more and more accounting firms are offering investment advice. Have you ever considered getting into that? Right. And what you're looking at there is, are they offering a competitive service? Have they thought about offering a competitive service? Did they offer a competitive service up until 08 and 09 and then they got out of it, right? So it's just it's a good question to, to know. And, and also this is another one where maybe looking at their website and LinkedIn profile in advance can you know, tip you off. When we've compared in prior research projects, the advisors who get referrals from centers of influence versus those who don't, there is one ingredient that is almost always there. And that is the relationship that the advisor has with the accountant. Mm -hmm. It has very little to do with the, the, the match of the whether my services align with yours or my client base with yours. It has a heck of a lot more to do with the connection between those two professionals. True. So one of the things that's happening throughout this lunch in our hypothetical here is that these five questions and the conversation that flows gives you an idea of whether or not you two are compatible as people. And granted, some of these could be deal breakers. If you find out maybe we click but you never refer, they're still out. Right. We're not in the business of friend raising for the sake of friend raising. What we're looking for is people who can vouch affirmative to, you know, to, to give us the right signs that maybe long-term they might refer, but also somebody I could see myself with having a lunch occasionally and enjoying it, having them to one of my client events and them having a good time and, and me as well. Because right. if we don't have that kind of chemistry and that kind of connection, it, there's very little chance of it happening. That's exactly right. So uh, just to recap these questions for you uh, is number one was, how would you describe an ideal client for your practice? Number two, who are some of the advisors in town that you feel like do a good job? Number three, uh, where do you get most of your new business? Number four, what are some of the common mistakes you see advisors make regarding taxes? And then finally, number five, um, have you ever considered getting into the investment business? Some, some way of going about and, you know, asking that particular question. So if you are hearing this and you're thinking, well, when would I use these questions? Hey, now's the time. Get out there and schedule a meeting with somebody fresh and new. Think through who are your clients using for tax advice? Who are they using for estate planning? These are perfect candidates for a meeting like this to say, mm -hmm. hey, we're two professionals servicing an existing client. Maybe we could work more closely together. Absolutely. Hey, as you're thinking about program offerings, this is a great time to consider one of two things with us. Our coaching program is rocking as always. We do a great job of one-to-one -one coaching, but I'd like to highlight a new addition to the program, which is ProGroup. ProGroup is our newest offering. It's a group coaching program that is built for financial advisors who want to interact with their peers and also with us here at the home office of Oxley. So every week for 30 minutes, we're going to have a video-based call where we're interacting with you and your peer group, me, Matt, or Kevin, talking about topics pertinent to financial advisor growth and practice management. It's going to be a lot of fun. It starts January 8th. If you're listening to this after January 8th, hey, we already started. Sign up. And uh, the rates, I think, are very fair for the amount of touch that you get. And by the way, if you're a coaching client of ours, that's included. Mm -hmm. So we hope some of you will take us up on it. Let us know if you have questions. Thanks for joining us, everybody.